What's going on? This is City Chapters Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby J. Today's chapter is with Jinx Universe. Derek Jenkins, a.k.a. Jinx Universe, based out of Spokane, is an accomplished musician and signed artist with Position Music. His music has been featured in major brand campaigns, video games, at the NBA Finals, among other places. I first heard of Jinx when he teamed up with the duo Zach Change and Isol Matisse and DJ Donuts, who created the beat for the record titled After the Rain, which they also made a great music video for. Jinx also has two full production music videos of his own on YouTube, on his YouTube channel, Jinx Universe TV. They are titled The Live and Tomorrow. He also has a few other music videos on, on YouTube and around. So, And, uh, you know, his, his most recent album dropped in 2022, which is titled Make It Look Good. Other projects include a single titled Pushing Back and an EP titled I Want to Be Young, all of which you can stream on any major streaming platform. All right, that's my intro for Jinx, and we're going to get into the interview. Thank you. What's going on, Jinx? What's going on, man? How you doing today, man? I'm chilling. I'm actually in a good mood today. Today's been today's been like a really positive day. Yeah, yeah. sun peeking back out, yeah. thankfully. And yeah. It's actually pretty nice. It's warm compared to what it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Today's like the opposite of what yesterday was. Yesterday was just gray and gloomy and ugly yeah. and yeah. misty. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice, man. It feels good today, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Kind of started off gray in the morning, but then yeah, it's lifted and now. It's blue skies mm-hmm. out there. And yeah, man, I might actually like hit up Chosen Vintage after this and just go see what's going on over there. Yeah, just check it out and just I don't know. I'm in a good mood today. I'm I'm happy mm-hmm. and I'm excited to talk to you too. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, man. What's this uh, ballroom, Marfa? Is that right, Marfa? So, so like, so the truth is, um, I'm like the biggest Hov fan, right? Mm -hmm. So Jay Z was like wearing these hats like years ago, and I was like, Mm -hmm. those are super fresh. Like, what are they? So I looked it up, and it's actually um, this like art studio in Marfa, Texas, and so um, it it just seemed like something I would want to support because it's like really independent, really like friendly to. Um, independent artist and really does a lot for like community. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just about to buy like every single color. So I have this in like 20,000 colors. And so <laughs> I just have it. And Ballroom Marfa nice. just looks hard, just aesthetically yeah. like that name. I'm just yeah. like, yo, that shit looks. I know, I was like, yeah. what is this, man? Yeah. So that's cool, man. Yeah, man. Nice. Um, so yeah, let's start with your backstory. Uh, mm-hmm. Where were you born and raised? I was born in San Diego. But I was, uh, most of my life, I came up in Massachusetts before I got here. But at this point, I've been here long enough to where this is, like, truly, like, home at this yeah. point. Um, I, I got here my freshman year of high school. And, um, yeah, this is, this is I would, I would say Spokane is home at this point. But yeah. I, my roots are from Massachusetts. So it's like my superpower. I've kind of, like, experienced every coast to some degree. Um whether it's being like a military brat or just having parents that weren't together. So I was traveling across country by the time I was like five. So yeah. Between both parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which, which is a superpower. Mm. I think it's why I can talk to anyone and mm. um, just adapt to any situation. But yeah, but Massachusetts was like the, the main place I was before I got here. Where were, like what part of Massachusetts? So it's like, it's a super small town. It's called Air, Massachusetts. And uh, it's like Central Mass. Uh, I guess like the next biggest thing next to it would be like Worcester, which is like where Joyner Lucas is from. Hmm. Um, but yeah, super small town, like definitely different. Well, I don't know though, cause like sometimes I feel like Spokane is like a big small town. 
Like, you know, it kind of has like some of the same elements, but uh, but I came from like the real deal. Like mm. everyone knows everybody. You can run a hundred yard dash through the whole fucking town if you yeah. wanted to. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's the roots of like who I am, where I came from. And then I got here. This place looked like LA to me when I first got here. Like Northtown Mall looked like the biggest mall I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. like shit. But um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I remember for I got I got here when I was like six from Denver, but I remember coming down Sunset Hill on the freeway and remember seeing the city. And for whatever reason, as a kid, I just remember thinking like, whoa. Like that yeah. city's huge, you know right. what I mean? So, but I come from Denver. I just, as a kid, I don't think I was able ever to remember the full spectrum of seeing Denver like I remembered at this age. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Denver's way bigger than Spokane, but for whatever reason, I don't really have a, a specific memory from when I was young of seeing Denver in its full. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, not I don't remember seeing it from the hills or the mountains that surround right. uh, Denver. But you, I do. How old were you that. when you said you came here? Six. Six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. I think that's probably yeah. main. I I got memories from down right. in Denver, but I just don't have one of like the city as a full mm-hmm. spectrum view. You know. Yeah. My uh, my brother and sister. Uh, so I'm the only one from my mom and dad, but I have other brothers and sisters. You know, from re- remarriages and all this blah blah blah. Right. Um my one of my brothers one of my sisters uh they grew up in Colorado too they grew up in uh, Evergreen mm-hmm. so it's like so I, I definitely am a little bit familiar with like Colorado culture like I do, I definitely went out there a couple different times like we were like in the fucking mountains for real and yeah. it's like the air pressure is different and yeah the air yeah. quality I should say and, high city Denver yeah, man I mean yeah. it is different there mm-hmm. as far as like um being that far up compared to here and you know a lot of places in the right. states so you still go back i haven't been well no i did go back last winter um like late late october i think i was there for a short time oh yeah yeah but that'd I be was, perfect for you because i know snowboarding culture is crazy that's why i went down there yep. for early snowboarding mm-hmm. and we we kind of met because they got a ton of snow like late october and uh went down i kind of missed the window like it was there was still snow like yeah and you could ride but it, it wasn't like kind of what it was a few weeks prior to me getting there so yeah it was still cool though you know oh yeah man. um i fuck with denver I, I i do i've always enjoyed being there i felt like it was kind of my vibe because i i feel like ideally um i'd be watching like these like architectural digest shits on youtube all the time and I'll see uh, like uh, Jesse Pinkman, uh, Aaron Paul, who played Jesse in fucking Breaking Bad. Like okay. his house, oh yeah, I've seen is this. fucking yeah. like that's like my dream house. Like it's like mm-hmm. this woodsy, like kind of in the whatever big ass cabin. But I'm also kind of full of shit though because there was one part of the episode where there's like three fucking bears just chilling in the backyard, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that just be happening sometimes." Yeah. And I'm like, "Fuck that!" Like I would, fuck that. Yeah, like, they I don't want in any your house. Yeah. And, uh, um, my dad has a good friend that I visited his home a lot of times and uh, he had a home in up in the hills mm-hmm. and up in the mountains right and um really wealthy dude and they've had bears get into their home you know not while I was there thank god but you know like, I would die on the spot <laughs> I would literally just just fall over and just fucking die like that that's my actual nightmare yo like fuck yeah. that but the yeah. In theory, though, that's like the perfect situation, just out in the middle of nowhere, just in this secluded, mm. quiet area, you know. And 
I'm not like super outdoorsy, but I do enjoy that aesthetic though. Yeah, no, dude. I, I mean, that's that is the dream. I'm I'm blessed to have you know my mom. She lives at a cabin full time outside of Medical Lake, and that's where I'm from originally. But they they built that home like basically right as I got out of high school. So I never really lived there. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Other than I have a, a like a guest room that I can use anytime. And I'm out there often, you know, probably like at least two times a week. I'm helping her with some projects out there. And um, it's amazing, man. Yeah. Like we get like just this week there were swans on the lake, you know. Oh, it's shit. like you get to see amazing wildlife out there. And it's just like 30 minutes from here, you know what I'm saying? And right. you just get a, a kind of just tap in with uh, – a more natural setting, you know, get outside of this city frequency. Mm -hmm. And because um, there's a lot of vibes centralized in a city, you know. Right. And so, like, once you can get out in that kind of space, it's it's a big difference, you know, in, in finding peace or, like, creativity or just some solace, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that i want to attain and it doesn't need to be a big ass cabin you know it's just a nice good little place on some few acres would be cool you yep. know i agree i would love that yeah i did see that guy's home um looked real nice i mean i'll take the big one too but nah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it was like everything was just like wood and yeah. stone and yeah it just like pretty you know, sweet. yeah. It just it feels like really homey, and that's like I think that's that's the thing. But also, to being secluded is very attractive to me. Just being in like that quiet space and that kind of being your yeah main environment. I'm all about staying low key, man. Tucking exactly. away, you know yep. what I mean. Like I like to pop up when I do, but ultimately, like I like to be pretty private, and I like to be you know somewhere. Oh, special too you know yeah, like exactly. your own space right yep. and um yeah having a having some land and being away from the city that it kind of gives you that opportunity to to feel that you know mm -hmm. you're not just so immersed in all of this you know exactly so yeah man um well let's get us some cabins bro I'm serious. No, I, I really feel like that's yeah. like that's the future for me, man. Like when I think Definitely. about like my ideal situation, that's that's what I think of. Oh, me too, yeah. man. Yeah, and especially you know, especially being that I've I've been able to uh, you know be blessed to experience it, you know, mm -hmm. and like, and that's why I help my mom a lot to help her one first and foremost, but like learning what it takes to take care of something like that and. And just getting my hands dirty and doing projects around that kind of property, it's taught me a lot of, you know, what it's going to take when I get my own or if I inherit that place at some point, you know, hopefully way down, way down the line. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, yeah, man, there's there's something really special about having that kind of property and and just working on it too, man. Mm -hmm. There's something that's so grounding when you have your own property in place like that to work on and, and curate and like beautify from limbing the trees to whatever it might be you know um so yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna reach that level of adult one day i've lived in apartments my whole life pretty much and so like to me that's like a 
you know, it's an attractive thought to me to get to that one day, for yeah. sure. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that would be like some, I've, I've arrived, I'm, you know, I'm here, yeah. you know, so, yeah, man, manifest. Let's do it. Um, all right, man, so, yeah, you're, uh, you know, first most, I, I, I would say you probably would say you're an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, definitely. And then a musician. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And um, I've been listening to your music. You know, I first heard of you probably about um, a year ago. I, I'll mention that in my uh, intro. I mentioned it in the intro. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when you, Exact Change, Islo, and DJ Donuts, who created the beat for that record called uh, After the Rain. Mm -hmm. That's when I first heard about you. Right. And... Uh, like you just went off on your verse and I was like, yeah, who is this dude? I think I might have heard of a little bit about you prior. Right. Like right around that same time. Yeah. And then and then your song came out and uh and um yeah, man, I, I've just, you know, been learning more about you since then. Yeah. And uh checked out some of your music videos today and uh, you know, listened to some of your albums and you can tell that you have a very uh curated style. And I I don't know if I really know a sound that I can think of off top that's kind of like yours, you know? I it love feels, that. That's the feels, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels very jinx, you know? I don't know. I went to, to a, I did a writing session with this uh, production uh, group called The Rock Stars. And um, this was in LA. This was like probably around like 2000. 12, 11-ish or whatever. And we're in the session and they're playing me a bunch of beats. It's kind of also the way I made Alive too. Like Alive, like the producers I was working with then, they were just playing me like typical rap shit. And I was like, that's cool. And then they played me this, they called it their Philip Phillips shit. And they played me this like acoustic thing. And I was like, yo, that's the one, you know, because mm. nobody would see this coming. But um, but before that, I do this studio session with this group, The Rock Stars. And we're in the studio and it's the same situation. They're playing me what was modern at the time, just typical standard hip hop shit. And we start kind of working out some ideas. And then the one dude kind of looks at me and at the, I, I remember I had on these like brown fucking boots, like these crazy boots. I had like this denim, all denim outfit on. I had the thick frame Ray-Bans on. And he was like, bro, when I look at you, like I expect some like wild shit to come out of you. Like I expect something super like unique and very, um, you know, something just unique to you. And yeah. uh, he was like, let's just do something that we haven't heard before. And that like changed my entire life and perspective on like making music. Because ever since then I was like, yo, like that's, everyone that I love is that, you know, Outkast, Kanye, um, these people that like really inspire me. They were, they are who they are because they like shifted the culture and brought something that you've never seen. Currently, my favorite artist in the game is Tizo Touchdown because I've literally never seen an artist like him before. Mm. I've just, I look I at him. I have to check him out. I mean, I the most him. authentic artist in the game, in my opinion, just, mm. you know, no song sounds the same. He's kind of like, to me, the measuring, like when I look at him, I'm like, that's kind of what I want to accomplish for myself is to figure out a way to perfectly blend these genres and um, vibrations that I love and that inspired me. And he like does it the best. Like I get jealous of Tizo Touchdown. Like when I listen to him, I'm like, fuck, I, should, I wish that song should have been mine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, everyone, all those guys, you know, Pharrell, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. these guys are who they are because they brought something that was 
brand new. And that's how you separate like great from just, you know, yeah, he's good, you know, because. Yeah. Or you just like everybody else. Yeah. You got success, but like you're not you cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something that. And you're only as hot as the trend that you're mimicking. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I especially hip hop right now, rap Mm -hmm. it right now. It's just like, there's no, there's, it's, it's very rare to find some people that are, I I mean, I don't know how rare it is, but it just seems like there's so much being flooded with people that are doing the same style, same thing, same topic, you know? Yeah. And then there's very few people that are really kind of figuring out a way to talk about real things and do it in their own unique style and mm-hmm. not be like in in the fold like i think like larry june somebody that's doing that pretty well right now I because he's blending yeah. being a gangster mm-hmm. being a pimp also with eloquence and like right bettering himself and goals and like and you can see his growth too like the more he's grown outside of you know the streets he's becoming more eloquent and talking about these higher end things of like attaining in life and mm-hmm. so that's cool um ace hood is somebody i like a lot too underrated you know because yeah ever since he left we the best label they kind of try to sweep him under the rug but like right. his music he puts out now it's it goes hard it gets you amped for the gym but he's talking about personal growth right you know the whole time and yeah and uh those are topics that i can relate to obviously 100 you know. percent yeah, people yes. need to talk about Ace Hood more. He can I'm, he can rap better than most everyone. Yeah, like, dude, he's got bars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and man. his energies just yeah, mm-hmm. his energies just get you yeah. there, man. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's you know, it's just about bringing something new, and that's the only way that it's exciting for me too. Like I get mm-hmm. bored easily. Yeah. So if I'm doing like. It just has to feel good. And sometimes that's like a curse too, because sometimes that creates like this humongous gap between things that are happening because I'm just not moved by certain things. And that's honestly, there's a lot of things that do inspire me here, but it is something I struggle with being in Spokane. It's like, mm. I want to be inspired. And mm. so it's like, that's tough, you know, but, mm. um, but yeah, I, I, that's the only way I operate. I can, I can only move if I am moved. Yeah. And that's it. I'm, I uh, I feel that same way a lot, a lot of, about what I do. And lately it's been really hard, you know. And I think, like you said, I love Spokane because I see great potential here. And there's a lot of amazing amazing things happening. Yeah. And it's sometimes like just getting yourself out and going to experience the things that Spokane does have to offer. Yeah. But to me, it's hard. I don't always, it's hard to know what's going on all the time in Spokane. It's Mm -hmm. not like um, everybody links up to go do these things together. It's very individual. Like, and if you might just end up seeing your, a few homies there, right? right? But it's not like in other cities, like everybody's like, yo, we're pulling up to this tonight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying people don't do that out here, but it just like with the people all that I know, we're all like so focused on our businesses and our different things. Like, it's very rare where we all unify to like really like link up outside of supporting one of each other's shows or something. Like, yeah, right. we all gonna show up for that, but yeah. like, what about things that are outside our sphere mm-hmm. that are happening that we should all really be, you know, being a part of because we represent 
people in this city that are doing something. It's something that I've been realizing anyway. I struggle with that same thing, so I get it. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just sharing something where I'm trying to shift. Like, how can we maximize our creativity from Spokane and find that inspiration? Because like people like me and you, we are inspiring to others. There's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, there's just no question about that. Right. But ultimately, it, it is it, it's hard from Spokane. I don't know what it is, and maybe it's like this everywhere. But I think you've traveled enough, and I've yeah. traveled enough to know the differences of what other cities and mindsets from other oh, cities. Oh, it's, de- it's definitely different. different yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. we ultimately, I can never get around that part. I'm yeah. like, as much as I want to will myself to uh be inspired by spokane and and everything there there's definitely just some struggles that i face with it and that's just me being honest i mean i i'm a guy that represents spokane to the fullest right. with the clothing that i make 100%. but i gotta keep it real and, and i can't sit here and say like sometimes i struggle with spokane you know yeah. and like um just i feel like i'm such a worldly person that like culture is so far behind in Spokane is it's uh it's a little hard for me. Mm-hmm. That's my perspective. And that's if I'm gonna stir up some emotions, that's good. We can have that conversation. You good. know what I mean? Yeah. Good. You know, like yeah, like I think I think we need that. Uh, so our mutual homie Newberry. Yeah. We Noobs. literally we was just talking about this like the other night. We did uh so I posted on Halloween, I posted this video, put out this little freestyle. And um we literally, me, him, and another homie of mine put this together in like two hours, like the night before Halloween. And um, we literally had this conversation where we're like, yo, like we're kind of out of line, bro. Like we should just be getting on the phone, even if it's just once a week, just to like inspire each other. And like exactly what you're saying, like things Mm -hmm. outside of just like the typical things. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it may be a jinx thing. Sometimes it may be Newberry and his project. Sometimes it may be my other homie and the projects he wants to do. And like, you know, we have to create that. I've kind of always been on that tip, but it's tough sometimes because I definitely feel like I'm like operating at a different level than a lot of my peers mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And it turns me off really quickly mm-hmm. to, you know, cause I'm just, you know, and that's that's a it's a superpower and, and a, a curse for me sometimes because I'm really quick to be like, man, you ain't about shit. Yeah, and, I you feel know. you, man. <laughs> I, I, I relate with that a lot. And I try to find whether that is actually beneficial or if it's hurting me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because sometimes i've been i've been very quick to cut people off in my life and ultimately i think a lot of that was probably the right decision right but sometimes i wonder like when when do you have patience when do you become the leader because you know not everybody's gonna be up to my level and i'm not gonna be up to other people's levels you know but i'm also I feel like in a lot of my brothers that know me well, they see this and know this about me. And I like it was just like reconfirmed recently with me with some close brothers. It's like, dog, you're going to always step up, though. Like you like and I feel that about you. And yeah. I think that's why I mean you connect. Definitely. It's like, yeah, you might be you might be at a higher level than me, but you put me around you long enough. I'll be there quick, dog. Yeah. Like I'm not. But I need a. But the thing for me is right there about all that is like i gotta be around those people yes like if we isolate ourselves which with our kind of mentality because it it, Mm -hmm. it sounds like we share that kind of same thing it's it that's when it becomes bad you know what i mean where you you're so isolated that you no longer are really interacting with others and like 
we're humans. I'm a, like, I refer to myself a lot of times as being a lone wolf, but I got to check in with packs. You know what I mean? Like, right. I got to check in with wolf packs. Like, mm-hmm. just like, yo, what's up, man? Like, I'm doing my thing, but ultimately, like, I need that energy from other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's something that I've realized for myself. What do you think about some of that? No, I think I agree. I, th- I think for me right now, my current mission over the last like year, year and a half, it's like treating life like a playlist. Like I'm curating the mm. energy that I allow around me. Yeah. So it's more about like finding that balance because I think it is important to have like healthy boundaries and understand that some, you know, energy transfers. So yeah. sometimes it's just like not just good to have certain people around no or doubt. just to be yeah. like whatever. So I think it's about curating the people that you allow in your space. And it, it should be those people that are motivating you, inspiring you, and, and you should be doing the same for them. Yeah. And that's a real genuine relationship. And that's yeah. like the real shit, which is rare, obviously, these days. It's more more often you're going to find people that ain't about shit, and um, unfortunately. But you do... Mm. I think it is important to make sure that you only surround yourself with people that, you know, my, one of my best friends always tells me, like, listen to your body. How does this person make you feel when you're around them? How does this, you know, do you feel inspired? Do you feel anxious, whatever? And only have people around you that give you those feelings that are positive and uplifting. And so I think that's that's where I'm at with it at this point in my life, you know. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm definitely there too in a lot of ways. I think that I'm still holding on to certain friendships that sometimes I don't get that from. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it's like I go way back with these people, trying to be a good brother, a good you know family member, whatever. We share that, by the way, that lo- yeah. that loyalty that yeah, can be loyalty, like yeah, that can be negative and not beneficial to you. Yeah, it's not serving you. And you know, at, at least not point. in ways that you think it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't feel good. Doesn't mean though that maybe it is serving you because you're learning different things about responsibility, handling stress, being there for people when they're not even really there for you. Yep. You know what I mean? Regardless, like yeah, that's something that has been hard for me. Is like I feel like I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I take Same. brotherhood very seriously. I take yeah. Um, being a, a a son very seriously, I take these things to you know. I I expect the utmost respect in relationships. Um, you know, we're always gonna have our challenges, but as far as respect and love, it runs deep for the people that I hold that for. Right. And uh, it's hard when you don't feel like that's returned. You know what I mean? And um, I think I think from what I see from a lot of other big cities. And um, what I kind of experience here, like I said, I'm not speaking that it doesn't happen in Spokane, um, but it it seems like we're we're ultimately kind of all satellites in Spokane, and we when we come around, we around each other for a little bit, but there's no like real push of unified energy in Spokane you know what I mean we're all so separated we support each other from afar like yeah bro I see you you Mm -hmm. doing your thing I'm over here doing my thing but ultimately like there just seems to be a, a, a lack of authentic people pushing together you mm-hmm. know what I mean that's just my that's my feeling I agree know? I don't know I agree that was kind of what the the energy of good growth was for us you know yeah. like to 
kind of be that example of you know what we could do when we are like linked like that and you know we saw how that went it was great mm-hmm. um but um yeah it's tough though it's tough because i'm i'm honestly very guilty of going against that grain too myself yeah it's like it's 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 quick i can yeah i know me i can too. switch up in a second and just be like no nah, this guy or yeah. girl or whoever like you know so does that come from now we're getting probably into some deeper stuff mm-hmm. um off off the question of your your music career but um, for me, the reason I'm like that is I've had a lot of people betray me. Yeah. And is that where it stems from for you? For like sure. I see certain patterns or certain behaviors or certain things in a person that I've seen before mm-hmm. in betrayals or just different characteristics that I know are leading towards something not good. And that's where I'm just like, nah, man, I ain't messing with you. Yeah. And because... Um, Triggers. You know, stand up real ones like like us you know what i'm saying like people want to hurt us bro that's just bottom line definitely they don't like it they don't like being in the presence of a real one they're gonna Mm -hmm. try to slight you they're gonna try to pull you down they're gonna try to jeopardize you any type of way and it can be very subtle but like yeah once you've been through it enough like people like us notice it man and um you know i think like people that are intended for greatness because i believe you got greatness in you you know and and are great you you know what i'm saying are are you where you want to be in life probably not nah, exactly nah, right me yeah. either so so but but like people like us that are are fighting for our greatness like um the enemy you know in whichever way you want to call that like demons whatever whatever right like mm-hmm. but i believe in those types of energies cuz i feel them you know what i mean i don't know how to define them necessarily but like um you just got to be careful where the attacks are coming from and right humans are instruments man like they're used for good they're used for evil you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and so like when i, like I see that. somebody that's on a weird vibe and it might and i sometimes i even know it's like it's not even this person bro like they're just not aware of of self emotional and, and, intelligence yeah and is, what they're doing yeah a lot yeah. of that's another thing that i have really like started to understand the concept of over the last like you know year and a half or two something like that that concept for me is something where it's like, yo, like it's 100% more common for people to never have even dissected that concept. Mm. And so, you know, um, and I think you're also like me where we just, we think a lot, but most people don't think at all. Yeah. And so it becomes tricky, definitely yeah. does, you know, but um, but I, I also at the same time am blessed with a lot of positive, great, minds and hearts around me so yeah at the same time just as much as i have all this fuck shit i have a lot of beautiful fucking things around me too you know my, my kids mainly and you know and i have beautiful friends so yeah fuck them yeah <laughs> it is what it is right but you know but i do wish i could get you know better at trying to find that middle ground because a lot of times i'm just like hmm. now you see me now you don't yeah something that uh, you know i don't want to be negative about the uh culture in spokane people in spokane this is just my truth you know just to share with people listening mm-hmm. i you know i also know like we create our own stories in our head and we have our own experiences that we can use to like stereotype you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a place, an environment, a city, just based upon your own experiences. And that is not going to be everybody else's experience, you know? Right. And so I think there are people out there that have 
you know, amazing friendships, communities, family in Spokane. I know it exists. Definitely. Yeah. And I know people that have it. I just have lost my way in it because I've separated myself from drinking, alcohol, partying, kind of those normal environments that I was always in that I never enjoyed. Mm -hmm. They certainly were not a, a place of love and good vibes and all that kind of stuff, you know, even though people try to mask it as being that, but that's just not what I need in life or what I'm looking for in life. Um, so I just, you know, anybody that's listening, I'm not, I'm not hating, man. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just that this is how sometimes I see things and, and I'm struggling with it and I'm trying to work with it. But most people you know? can never even get to the point where they can talk about it yeah. in that way. So, and that's, this is healthy. Yeah. So this, you know, is, is an example of like how to have, you know, these conversations are necessary yeah. and, and they should be had by everybody because we should all be trying to level up at all times. Though I have to say, more often than not, people agree mm. with it. Mm -hmm. People agree with that same experience and 100%. feeling. So, yeah. I, um, so a lot of you know, a lot of people agree with that, and I think that's why you know we have to have that hard conversation and why I do this podcast to like is are people feeling or thinking about the same things that I am, you know? And if they're not and they they got a better vision, better experience, like how do I tap into that or how do I learn from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. We definitely on the same page with that. One day at a time though, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you know, my intentions are always to foster good energy. Right. That's that's always my intention when I come around people mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I I wanna create something great with city chapters for Spokane, you know, those are my intentions. But I'm also that guy, like, don't fuck with me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. as soon as you cross lines, like, you're going to see a whole other side of me. And, uh, you know, I've been working on that side because that side's dangerous, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, you know, ultimately, I still feel like there's a lot of individuals that really treat people wrong and they don't ever want to admit that they're doing it because of their own insecurities. And they don't want to admit they have insecurities. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like what we're probably talking about with people. Mm -hmm. And so maybe people can get a better understanding of how we view this. It's like, or I'll speak for myself, you know, it's like, yo, when you confident and comfortable with who you are as a man, you don't put anybody else down ever. The only way you do that is when somebody slights you, puts mm -hmm. you down and you got to check them. Sucker shit. Yeah, sucker shit, and you gotta you gotta sometimes let people know they a sucker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not that one. And usually when you do that, that that whole mask they had on it it breaks. You know, yeah, it falls yeah. off, and then they're left trying to defend themselves that they're not doing what you said they were. But yeah, you were. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And so, I you know that's just people everywhere. But um, what was your? Uh, have you ever taken a personality test? What was your? I um. I think that I have like a long time ago, but okay. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see like what yours would be. Yeah, um, I took that and I and it like I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like this shit is like crazy, scary, accurate. Um, but a lot of mine was like empathy and being able to like um, 
feel people's energy in like a real way and i was like that's very interesting that that was like because yeah. i feel like that like Me i used too, to man yeah like i was a, like when i was a little kid i used to feel like i low-key had like superpowers mm. like i could like feel things differently than other people mm. um or sense things you know like that feeling when someone's walking behind you and you just know someone's walking yeah. behind like i used to feel that with like energy yeah and be able to i used to feel like i could like adapt and um so yeah so i wonder if you have I feel like I same. have that same yeah. superpower, dog. Cause like, um, I feel like I have a very accurate intuition of people. Mm-hmm. Like when I see them, and their energy is probably what I'm really seeing. Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily like see auras, but I just mm-hmm. feel and see like interpret energies from people. And I, yeah. and um, I hate to say it, man. But like, if I got bad vibes from people and I ignore them, it's I should have listened. Yes, you know what I mean. Or like, yeah, it can be even very subtle stuff. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean. Or or like with girls that I've dated, like mm-hmm. red flags start popping. Oh, I'll just let that one pass. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just at a place like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, nope. <laughs> well, that that goes <laughs> back to like what I was saying. My best yeah. friend tells me, I like listen to your body. Yeah, and my body usually tells me every time. Yeah. And I'd be like, nah, but she fine, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, and then it's like, you know, you end up, or, or you know, he's cool, or whatever it is, you know. But, um, but that's that's been my mission lately is listening to my body and being like, there's firm boundaries being set and clear separation between me and these motherfuckers. Yep. And that's it. So that's that's been where I've been at. Yeah, man. And uh, I agree, bro. I, I like, yeah, I'm on the same wavelength, bro. Like, um, you know, there's just like, you can't, you can't be friends with everybody mm-hmm. and, and you're not meant to be. Yeah. That's what yeah, you know I was going to say. That's not even a realistic thought. We're no matter not, what. We're not meant to be. Yeah. And I don't need you to like me. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, like I don't, I actually thrive off haters. You know, I've been Same. dealing with my whole life mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, it's gotten to me at times yeah. to be clear. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like it's definitely got to me at times, but ultimately it's only in the end made me stronger right and made me step up i've been saying that lately too like i i operate the best when there's like some type of chip on my shoulder mm-hmm. like it's a, i've every one of my illest moments have come from that yeah and like now i'm like yo like i'm i was rapping for my daughter for like 30 minutes the other day just showing her all this new shit i've been writing and she was like yo it's low key some of the best shit you like ever you know like i'm operating on a level that's different it's like no it's because like i'm feeling a certain type of way but in a good way like channeling it in a positive way yeah letting these motherfuckers know at the same time like you know there's there's clear separation here yeah yeah man i think i think you gotta let people know you know in some type of way you gotta let people know like i you know that's something that i've been figuring out that balance of not being um toxic mm-hmm. but also being strong as a man yep and standing in your strength exactly and not letting other people take advantage of you in any type of way yeah just because you show love and good energy and you might goof around with people want like that doesn't don't take that as weakness you know mm-hmm. what i mean so that's where like sometimes you gotta let people know like yeah bro like i'm about love i'm about energy but that don't mean i'm a punk at all and that don't mean you sh- you can take advantage of me or slight me or whatever it is that you think this is you know mm-hmm. and um you know people that shine like people want to take that shine from you 
You know what I mean? And I've had that happen to me a lot in my life where I'm shining, I'm in my way, I'm in my zone, and someone's hating, and they gunning for me. You know yeah, what I mean? 100%. And, um, uh, you know, I think my shine is is has been gone for a while. I think just of, like, recently, probably, like, I don't know, maybe last year. Starting this podcast has been a good thing for me, but I've been building it back up, and I've been building it in a healthy way. Not a way where, um, you know, indulging myself in things for validation like I used to, like whether that was partying, girls, like different things like that. Like I've been abstaining from a lot of different things. I've been closing off negative friendships. I've been not hanging out, um, you know, with girls like that, like I used to, like mm-hmm. staying to myself, figuring myself out. And now that I'm starting to get back out there, and um socialize again a little bit more it's with healthy groups and individuals that are like in healthy mindsets healthy ways pursuing good things you know so i'm not around none of that dysfunction that was normal for me for so long even though it never felt normal to me but Mm -hmm. that was just normal to everybody i was around you know and now that i've been um you know separated for it from a long time and and that separation caused a lot of loneliness but now you know because i fell back for such a time and figuring this all out like coming back out it's like oh i didn't go anywhere you know what i mean it's just like i've been perfecting the recipe and yeah. i'm kind of stepping back out with that new flavor i guess you know what i'm yeah. saying so 100 percent, yeah 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 i love that man we on the, we're on the exact same page yeah man, man. I knew this conversation. We both did. We both yeah. did. knew this conversation was gonna be a good one, man. Yeah. Um, all right, let's transition back to more about you and just your uh, musical career. So, tell us about your musical background and what inspired you to become a musician. Um, I wasn't like a kid that like grew up like knowing I was gonna make music. Like I wasn't like five years old. Like I'm a whatever. But like in the I always say that the signs were always there. Like, you know, I was always like dancing around the kitchen in my socks, sliding around, pretending I was Michael Jackson. Like I was like fascinated with him. He was like my first, like, like he was like Jesus in my house. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just like kind of. And so I think that was kind of like the precursor because I would always be just like pretending I was doing interviews and like all this, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Doing that whole thing. Um, But I was never like actively like, yeah, I'm going to make music. I got into high school. I got interested. But at that point, I had um, I have a cousin in my family who like raps like like really like raps for real. Like was back in the day, there was like talks like about like Puffy being like, oh, what's up with him? my, My cousin Kevin. Shout out my cousin Kevin. And um, but to me, like at this point, I'm like heading into middle school and he's just like the coolest thing to me. Like I'm like, oh, man, I got a cousin that rap. By the way, no one in my small town to this day actively makes music. I'm the only one out of all of my friends from Massachusetts. Yeah. Out of all of my friends, I'm the only one that is actively like we all went and saw Eight Mile, which is still my most like lit movie theater experience ever like. That's the only time I've ever seen people like sitting on the fucking floor in like the movie theater. It was crazy. And it was just a bunch of us kids. Yeah. And we're watching Eight Mile. We're going crazy. And the next day we were just at the lunch table, like (laughs) battling each other. Oh, yeah. Raps are hella trash. Like it's just all (laughs) the way bad. 
And um, but then I like kept going. I was like, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, like yeah. I'm really doing this for real. And my yeah. friends were just like playing. Um, but at that point, like you know, I have my cousin. I'm like, yo, I have a cousin who really does this for real. Like he raps and like whatever. And um, at the same time, I had an uncle who um, played locally in Massachusetts. Um, was and, your cousin from Massachusetts? Yeah, too? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Both of them from Massachusetts. And um, and I also have an uncle. One of my uncles from uh, uh, the West Side, on my dad's side. He um, he also rapped when I was young. It was more casual, but I remember him. Like, so actually, he's actually the earliest memory of somebody I personally knew that would rap. He used to have like the old school like tape recorder and we would just be watching wrestling and he would just out of nowhere pull out the tape recorder and just like spit like four bars into his tape recorder like he's like oh, i just thought of some shit and i used to think that was hella cool i used to be like oh man i've never heard anybody i've never seen anybody in my face rap or anything like yeah that. yeah so then fast forward you got my cousin um and my uncle and, and my uncle was in a band called design it was more like um like a funk soul type band and um they would play around you know the town that we grew up in and he had a studio in his house, and I decided I wanted to rap. And he was like, my Uncle Howie got a studio. So I went in there, and it was just instant, man, like from the moment. You know, I got back, and he told my mom, like, yo, if he really takes this seriously, like, he he actually, like, it could be actually dope, like, for real. And by the way, this uncle would never, ever say that unless he meant it. Like, yeah, he would yeah. he would 100% be like, man, maybe you should think about, like, carpentry yeah. or something, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But. Yeah. He put that battery in my back, and then um, from then on, that was kind of the origins of me having, like, confidence. You know, people that I respected, because I looked at him, like, in my mind, he was famous or something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's just like, yeah, I don't know anybody that is playing music in real life. Mm-hmm. This is pre-social media, pre-anything, so it's like, you know, you don't just see this all the time. And then, yeah, from there, it just, it never stopped. Like, I just, I've always loved music, though. Music has always been, like, a religious thing in my household. My, my mother's house right now, you go in there, she has a whole corner in the wall, and it's, like, a musical shrine. Like, it's just, like, all this artwork, all this Prince shit, Michael Jackson shit, CDs, like, all this shit, tapes. Like, she's, you know, we grew up that way. Like, we're not cleaning the house unless, like, Neo Soul is just playing throughout the whole house, incense burning. Like, it was literally religious. Yeah. And so... That mixed with, then I was like, oh, I'm actually like, I'm fire at this too. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's it's a rap. Like, this is, you know, and it's who I am, you know. To me, this is like, it's done so much for my life, like, on a tip of like, this is kind of like therapy for me. Mm. And it, um, I should probably go to like real therapy too. But, yeah, um, me too. But, but at <laughs> I've been the same, talking about it. You know, Keep like, pushing it honestly. But, yeah. um, but at the same time, like, this yeah. this does something for me. Like, it's it, it literally is who I am. My friends always joke around that, like, I communicate via music. Like, I'll, it'll be a song or a playlist. Like, I'm the type of person that's, like, putting a lot of thought into those types of things. Like, yeah. you know, and so it's just such a part of who I am. It just, like, is natural. I couldn't imagine my life without music. Um, I wouldn't even be who I am. I would just be a fucking skeleton yeah it would just it would be nothing yeah so yeah that's that's where that's it though yeah Yeah. so this was like in high school when your uncle co-signed you was like yo yeah it's like late late middle school like getting into like so when i came here i was a freshman and i have to like give my dad a lot of credit for really encouraging me to like take it further because you know i didn't want to move to spokane 
at yeah. all. Like, I, I did not want to leave Massachusetts. How come you moved here? Because I was a badass fucking kid. And uh -huh. my, it was like boys in the hood, literally. My mom was like, yeah. I can't raise a boy to be a man. You got to go out <laughs> with your dad. And Your dad was here. Yeah, he was stationed out here. He was in Marine Corps for 20 years. And so my mom was just like, yo, man, you got to, you know, I can't handle this motherfucker. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to juvie at the time. I'm just, you know, just fucking up, just getting into shit for no reason. Mm -hmm. And... um. It ended up being the best possible thing that could have happened to me because, like I said, none of my friends to this day make music. There's no studios close to where like, I wouldn't have even understood that. And then coming here, weirdly enough, as much as I complain about how behind it is and all that, weirdly enough, being here really opened up doors for me because I started to meet people that ended up ultimately changing the trajectory of my whole life and journey in this music thing. And it started here. And my dad was... Once again, this is pre-social media, so we're literally like taking out the yellow pages, going to the back, looking for recording studios. We went to some of the most random studios in Spokane that are just like whatever and just was like trying it out. And then I'm going to school and I have a CD and one, that wasn't normal either. Like people yeah. like, oh, man, like, you know, they sound horrible, but I'm yeah. the only one doing it. You yeah. know, or one of few out here because there was more people yeah. out here trying to rap. But and then, you know, then you start meeting people and. You know, those are my early lessons on the value of relationships. One thing leads to another, and then you start meeting this person. That person introduces you to that person, and then right. it all changes. And I don't think that would have happened had I not came and spoke him. Hmm. So that's interesting, man. Yeah. Um. So your dad fully was like supportive, definitely in the studio and all and, that. And him too. Like you know, my parents were both like. Nah, like he's really good. Like I remember my dad found like one of my first rhymes that I wrote and it was like some deep like like Tupac level introspection like just like some just talking it was, it was story of the streets was the name of it. My dad like he framed it at one point. But I just like wrote this thing and I was just writing about like my family and writing about like all this stuff and it was really like deep. And I'm at this point, I'm I'm a freshman in high school, which is crazy because my daughter's a freshman now. So I just imagine her just writing wow. like some crazy deep bars and yeah. how that would make me feel as a parent. And so he saw that and he was like, you wrote this? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was like so proud of me and just was like, yo, like you're actually like you're you're like good for real. Yeah, that's like you cool. could. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool so, to have your dad's support. man. Yeah. Yeah. And my mother, too. Like, you know, at first there was a little bit of like. There was obviously the natural thing, you know, our right. parents are... You can be a rapper. Come on, man. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You and need to go to school. Yeah. yeah. So there was a little bit of that. But yeah. then once I started really doing things... They're like, oh. They're like, oh, no. He's like, oh, he's doing he this could, shit for real. Maybe do it. Maybe, yeah. you know? So, yeah. and then it, and then from there, like, it's just been nothing but, you know, you know, my family has been very instrumental in um, my confidence. Just, That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really cool. I don't think... Uh, I don't think a lot of creatives ultimately get that from their parents a lot mm -hmm. of times, you know. Um, and maybe that's sometimes the driving factor of creatives, you know. Mm -hmm. And then for other people that are creatives that have always had the support for their family, it shows too. So, like, either way is fine, you yeah. know. More preferable is that you have the support of your parents and your loved ones and your family that right. believe in you, you know. Um, yeah, my dad... I don't know, as far as like creative and ventures that I go on, I don't think he really ever understood it. My dad's much older. He's from a class of just like grind, traditional work, doesn't mm -hmm. really understand creative outlets as being a, a viable thing. I think he more understands nowadays, but like when I was younger, it wasn't really understood 
like it is now. Like people are making money's doing all sorts of different things nowadays. Like yeah. everybody knows you can make money almost doing almost anything That's now. Like that Gary Vee said you can make yeah. money You're talking about the Smurfs on YouTube at this point. Yeah, like you, know? you yeah. like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, like you can make money doing anything now, but Definitely. um Yeah, I don't know. So it for me it's like you know I don't, you know, success and like showing my dad, like, I mean, I've made it six years in business. It's been really hard if, if I've reached a level that I would consider success um, that I want to attain. No, but am I successful in the right that I've paved my own path and I've been able to own two businesses for six years, you mm -hmm. know, and I've kept them small. I don't have crazy overhead. I, I run them out of my house. Like, right. you know, like I, I'm not doing nothing like crazy big. Mm -hmm. But uh, at least that's my perspective. Sometimes my homies are like, bro, you got to give yourself more credit. Nah, low key. I mean, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lil, Lil John's yeah. not just wearing anybody's shit. Yeah. You know, like, and right. these are things where it's like, you know, you're operating at a, that's beyond Spokane. Yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah so yeah. definitely give yourself more credit, man. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. what, like, as far as like quality is concerned, like, I'm telling you, every time I wear your shit, people are just like, yo, that shit's hard, yo. And it's yeah. like, it's different. It's just, there's a clear difference. Yeah. And, you know, the attention to detail. And yeah, yeah I, I think you are. I mean, I, I see people even before I even had any of your shit. Yeah. I always, I see it everywhere. You yeah. Know, thank you, here. man. It's definitely like culturally. I'm important. just whipping up the pot right now, still, you know, like, cause I am like a, a, a I think I'm probably like you <laughs> again, yeah. create creatively. Like, I don't just, I try not to just, like, pump stuff out, mm -hmm. you know? It seems like you're very, like, you take a lot of time on your projects. Yeah, definitely. And, um, definitely. You know, you have a very strict vision of what you want, what you mm -hmm. want to say. Like, yeah. And uh, I'm figuring that out, like, with my product and how, but I think eventually, and I think I'm getting close to a, a good place again where it's, like, you know, getting other celebrities to wear my stuff and mm -hmm. and different things that I'm working on, you know, that are um, bubbling right now. But um, ultimately, it's, it, you know, I've pulled back a lot. I, I've stopped my progress um, in a lot of different ways. But um, do you do you feel like that's happened to you in your career in music? Like some of some of these things where it's like perfectionism mm. <laughs> and, and and so you have to be so perfect that it kind of puts you into like almost a paralysis of creativity and yep. you're not doing anything because it's not mm -hmm. it's not good enough yeah yeah or you, or you have something that's really good and then you you pull back from it because you're like ah oh, it's not i'm not even gonna put it out because it's not exactly perfect how do you all the time. think and deal with that it's been a battle but um yeah. but also too i have kind of overcome and that's why like i don't operate i have a hard time with like this new um idea of you have to oversaturate with just content i and hate all this. It. you know what i'm saying because i'm like it's disgusting i don't <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna put out Fucking it's disgusting. 20, 20 bullshit things a week that are just Look at like, me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Just look at me. I think it's look so me. much more valuable That's to all, drop yeah. three great things yep. than to drop 30 okay things. I'm with that, bro. Like, you don't need to see me every day. Mm -hmm. I got homies that think you got to see me every day. You got to post every day. You, this is what, nah, bro. Like, that's you. That's mm -hmm. good for you, but that's not good for me and what I represent. And 
anyway, you hit a passionate spot. I started getting riled no, up. No, I'm, there I'm with you. I though. was like, hold up. No, I'm with you. This though. ain't about me, man. And yeah. my, but my thoughts, I want to, you know, more. No, so focus but, but, but on to, you. But. but to answer your question, though, yes, like I, I definitely have that. But that's why, like, so I used to when I was younger, I used to be like really militant about it. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. I have to write every day. I have to mm-hmm. do this, like whatever. Like I have to. I'm forcing myself to make sure I'm rapping every single day to make sure I'm like on my shit, mm. whatever. And then that it started to feel like that, where it was like I'm not in love with everything I'm doing. Yeah. And it's different when it when I moved. Yeah. I I just pers- I just know me personally. I operate the best when I moved. It's like I'm not even thinking. All of my albums make it look good. We made that album in a fucking week. We made fucking realistically like. Add a couple more days with like pre-production, yeah. post-production, all that shit, whatever. But all it, all Recording. in all that shit was done in a fucking week. Uh, Funeral Kings, uh, the record, the first record I did with those dudes that produced that album, we did in like two weeks. We did um, I Want to Be Young, if you add it all together, probably add another like two weeks. So it's like once it hits me, it's like I'm, I'm like a fucking animal with that shit. But I have to be moved. So I just kind of gave myself permission to just be like, I'm only moving when I'm moved. Yeah. And, and because it's because then it's going to be great and it's going to be something that's operating at a different level. And I'd rather that because I truly believe like, you know, it's no disrespect to a lot of these dudes. But I'm just like sometimes I look at these dudes like they can't really think that they're operating on this level. Like this is different. Like the, the, the care and the thought that's being put into this is just different mm-hmm. than what these people are even willing to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, and I'm proud of that. Like I, I feel like I've like earned that. But it is. It, it can feel like it holds you back sometimes because this is such a content-driven cult era of just like, yeah. you know, like whatever. So sometimes I'm like, man, like I don't really have the luxury to be Kendrick Lamar and just pop up every three months or three years yeah. or whatever. But at the same time, like I, I just have to be inspired. And that's also why people fuck with me because it's, right. uh, it's a real feeling. It's authentic. And the things I talk about, the things mm. I have to go through some things in order mm. to whatever. So, you know, it's tough. It is definitely a battle for me personally. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely deal with that. Have you learned as you've as you've grown though to yeah, just kind of let go of certain perfectionist mm-hmm. um, you know, like ad, yep. uh, aspects. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I got I, I to a place where like, yo, this is good. This is this is good enough. This is yeah acceptable. Yeah, I, 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 I surprised yeah. because I've seen it happen like a million times where like I think that like on the last album, I have a song on there called Better Than Ever. And that mm. seems to be one of the top, one of the few records that people seem to fuck with the most on the album, which is funny because that was like the only one that I was questioning really? on the record. And then yeah. it's like, yo, like, you know, everybody, I can't predict how people are going to react to things. And what I what I may feel like is like, okay, somebody else is you know, or something that's old to me is going to be brand new to someone else. And so I've definitely kind of eased up a little bit. I do feel like I do, I make good decisions aesthetically though. Like I, I kind of know if it's what, if I, I'm really good at telling myself if something is actually whack and mm. I'll just like whatever. But at the same time, I've, you know, tried to find that, that balance and not being so critical, not being so, um, because honestly, if I was, if I was the way I truly wanted to be hundred percent of the time, I would never drop shit. Yeah, it would just be this constant state of. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I, yeah. I I deal with that a lot, you know. With mm-hmm. like, is my are my clothes good enough? Is it is are they, are they at the quality that I really want to put out? You know, um, because ultimately, though, it, it it's like 
what I have to work with, I have to accept too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. right now where my resources are, I have to I have to like kind of make what I have work the best that I can. And um but where I want to go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that that's like a whole nother level of what I envision for the merchandise for city chapters, the collaborations that I envision are possible with big big brands. I don't you think know that'll what I mean? ever big stop designers, us, you know, and so there's this book that I I like a lot. It's the 5 a.m. club, but it talks about in there like, you know, um, it's better to spend your whole life making one masterpiece than to spend your life pumping out a thousand pieces of artwork that'll never be remembered. Which one of these artists are going to be able to sell out arenas like 50 Cent is for an album that he put out? In two, what was that? Two thousand. Would like, get Richard I try and like two thousand four or three or something. Right? Realistically, yeah. that's like you know, there's there's this is yeah. there it, there's documented examples mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. how valuable it is to do exactly what you just said. Yeah, and you know those things just stand the test of time. And you know, I don't know. I think a lot of this stuff that's happening now, it's in the moment and it's trendy to be consistently in everybody's face. But a lot of this shit's probably going to be forgotten about. You know. Yeah when it's all said and done yeah no people aren't gonna have legacies you know mm-hmm. like yeah you yeah you got this attention in the moment but what are you really doing to build legacy legacy that's it yeah 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 and i mean you just can't build a legacy when you copy in a blueprint mm-hmm. you know and i just see uh a lot of a lot of people take that route because it's it's a proven route you yeah. know it's easy to emulate something that's been done before mm-hmm. and and there's enough people in this world now to where like you can be the same as this other dude in another city, right? And people still gonna rock with you just because they following a trend too. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, you know, like you don't follow trends. That's for damn sure. Like your music is not, like I said, it don't really sound like anything I'm sure I've ever heard before. Yeah, typically you know, I would like, try. You know, I'd get made fun of for a lot of the decisions I would make. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's just. No, it's really different. taking risks, you know. Yeah, yeah. I different. appreciate I appreciate you pointing that out though, because it because I because I, that's important to me to be that. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, that conversation with with those producers, they were like, "Yo, man, look, when I look at you, like I want the music to sound the way I feel when I look at you." Yeah, yeah. And it just was like, Phew. bang. Yeah, like oh, there we go. You know, and that's and that think and it's like all the greats have to think that way. They had to have thought that way. You know. Yeah. Michael Jackson said, "No, I'm not." Everybody has a music video. I'm going to make a short film, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to be something that those, all of those things are why he is who he is or, mm-hmm. you know, outcast, you know, he's up there in a fucking baby diaper and just, yeah. you know, just coming with a style that at the time is dominated by either New York or, you know, death row and all this. And then these guys just come with something that's completely fresh, completely new. And then funky yeah, yeah. Man, they were so different yeah and he's another one andre 3000 both of them really outcast is a big you know um i think about like i know it's like unpopular everybody loves like early i, I love it i love all they're they're my second favorite hip-hop tribe called quest is my first one but um stylistically though i, I take from both of them and but i think that um for me like i just like connected with like that speaker box love below era and i think about like where i am now it's like an extension of like that that, mm. that mindset of kind of just 
blending everything and just being like, yo, there's no rules to this. Like, it doesn't have to be. Cause I can wrap my ass off. I mean, this the Halloween joint that we put out the other day. Like, it's that's some straight boom bap rap shit. Yeah, I can do that all day. It's e that's easy. I do that in my sleep. But it's yeah. like it's more fun for me. Th- that is fun actually. But um, it's even more hey, fun when I'm just like you want more of a challenge. You yeah. want to be more uh, unique. Yeah, right? and it's just fun. Yeah, like it's like yeah. I want. I have to be moved. I have to be having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's angsty or like whatever, it still needs mm-hmm. to be something that's like intriguing and like there's something funky about this that's not like everything else. Right. And, um, you know, and that also like invites a lot of criticism because not everybody's going to be on that same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? So and that's so be it. But at least, you know, my, my favorite thing is like when you open this conversation and you say like, I can't think of anything that sounds like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's beautiful to me, man. That's yeah. Like, you have a, a a certain cadence, a certain sound. The topics you're talking about obviously are, are not common yeah. um, in music. Like is like in the way that you're delivering them. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. And, and uh, that's something I want to get into for sure. Is like your um, your style and genre. Um, so we kind of went through, you know, your music. Well, yeah. So, like, how would you describe your musical style, genre? Because you're skipping around. You have different feels. So, like, mm-hmm. what are some of your musical inspirations for your styles? Like, what genres do you pull from? Kind of explain to the people. I mean, honestly, it, it's been. It can be anything. I think the. So when I when I made uh, my EP, I want to be young. Like, I went in the studio and I told them like. My only rule for this album is I don't, no 808s at mm-hmm. all. Like, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of the mm-hmm. typical, you know, um, program drum sounds. Like, we, we had a little bit of that on there, but I was like, I want it to feel Minimal. like a band is supposed to play this. Mm-hmm. And this is also at a time, you know, I think I put that record out 2017, I think it was something like that. And a lot of those, some of those records I had started on even years before that. But um, it wasn't necessarily, like, there was B.O.B., um, there was a couple like Rari. Um, there was a couple other ones that were kind of introducing that style, but it wasn't as common as like now. They call like alternative hip hop. I guess that's mm-hmm. technically the that's technically the genre I would be in. It's like alternative hip hop. Okay, but um, but I don't know. It, I pull from everything, but I guess mainly like you know, I like uh, you know, on the hip hop tip, like I love that. I love musical sounding hip hop. So like Tribe Called Quest, where they're pulling from like jazz and. There's like a musical element to it, Outkast, super yeah. musical element to it, Kanye, super musical element. I think I gravitate more towards that. Pharrell is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kid Cudi, those mm-hmm. types of Childish Gambino, like on the rap side. But then I'm just as inspired by like Paramore and John Mayer and fucking the Beatles and Queen. So I take a little bit from like all of that and I'm like, how can I, you know, excuse my language, like we, we yeah. I, I have a song called Latrell Sprewell and I was like, I want to make this song sound like if Queen were niggas. And that was my whole thing. And yeah. I was like, how would it sound if they were, you yeah. know, and and that's pretty much, and that's just, to me, that's funky. It's just something that's different. It's always going to stand out because mm-hmm. it's, you know, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's it. I, I pull from a bunch of it, it. There's not one specific thing, but those ones are like the main ones, like, you know, Pharrell, Andre 3000, Kanye, Paramore, John Mayer, the Beatles, Billy Joel, 
Mm-hmm. Like these are like the people that I just I like absolutely love and are like the core of like you know Jay Z, my favorite rapper of all time. Um, and that's more like where like the slick shit, you know. You, sometimes yeah. sometimes it's going over your head. I'm actually saying something really yeah. nuts. I've uh, I've read I have it. I haven't finished it, and I've read probably half of it. But that book decoded. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it explains like yeah. his lyrics and stuff. And yeah, and that's like the art of writing. Like I take that part seriously too. And sometimes it's it's frustrating. That that's a challenge for me creatively. Like like make it look good. Just if you're just like listening to it casually, it could kind of sound like I'm sacrificing bars. But it's like uh, if you actually listen to that, it's the same way I feel about Tizo Touchdown. When you listen to his album. It's like, yo, he's actually like saying some slick shit. If you really listen to what he's saying, like there's like all kind of double entendres, trip, like technical rap ability is being like shown here. Hmm. And I think that I do the same thing, but it's like, you know, sometimes I'll sacrifice. Sometimes it's all about the delivery. Like if certain songs would have, if, you know, Jump on my last album would have been song number one, people would feel completely different about what the album even feels like. If, you know, versus, you know, I chose to start it with Let's Do It Again, and it kind of creates a whole different energy. That one decision could change people's perspective on the whole thing. Mm. But sometimes I make those decisions, like, just because I'm more focused on, like, I'm a songwriter. That's how I look at myself. Like, I'm a songwriter, not just rap. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I rap really well, too, but, like, yeah. I also have a very melodic thing about what I do. And so mm-hmm. um, when I approach songs, I'm approaching it, like, how do we make the best song, not just the best bars? And sometimes that means that it's going to feel like bars are being sacrificed. But it's like, that's why I say I love having that chip on my shoulder, because I love reminding the motherfucker that I will fucking, I'm an animal, dog. Like, yeah. like don't ever get it fucked up. Like, when yep. it comes to this rap shit, like, I come from that class, 8 Mile was where it kicked off. Like I come yeah. from that class where I I want the smoke actually. Yeah. Like I, I would love it. I would love nothing more. Yeah. But um but it's more so for me, like it's more important to deliver a great song. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's another superpower. Yeah, that a lot man. of people aren't thinking that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um can you walk us through your like creative process? How do you go about writing and like composing your songs? It's always different. If you go through my phone right now, I've got like fucking crazy amount of like voice memos and notes. Um, so I'm always kind of creating it. It'll be sometimes it'll just be like, I just got these two lines that popped in my head or like, you know, I might leave here and be like, man, there's parts of that conversation that really and I'll just like write it down like, mm-hmm. you know, almost like a, you know, it's like a puzzle I'm putting together. So that's that's how it happens sometimes. I prefer to make music on the spot, though. I prefer mm-hmm. to make it like in the studio with the producer from scratch and just make, that's how I prefer to do it. That's like my favorite, most free time, you know. Um, but it's it's always different. It's the, honestly, I don't have like a way. Sometimes I'm writing things down. A lot of times I'm writing it in my head. I kind of do like a blend of that. Like it's like I'm, I'm creating it in my mind and then I might just wrap it like how my uncle was when I was little watching wrestling, mm-hmm. you know. I do the same, you know, just modern. Now, now we got, yeah, you know, iPhones. Phone, yeah. And so I'm, you know, I got, you know, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Like I'll have a few lines and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to forget that shit. And that was cold. And I'll just like put it down real quick and listen back. And so, yeah, it's always, it's just different. I'm, I'm kind of like in a constant state of creation. Even when I'm not actively putting things out, like I'm always it is it kind of never stops like i'm always thinking about bars or ideas concepts um visually um actual records all those things like i'm constantly like it just never stops it's just yeah never stops um 
So you're a signed artist. Yeah, I mean that's that term sounds a lot like cooler than what it actually is. So yeah. like, you know, I I I put out um I put out make it look good with uh with this company who does it does operate as a label. Position um, music, right? Yeah, position okay. music. Yeah, we did we did the last album with them. Um and and it's been great. Like we've done great business. We've uh we've got a lot of like TV placements, which is another hustle that I figured out at some point in the game cuz it's like, yo, there's no money in these streams. And so I was like, yo, a way to like make it like a tan, like, you know, it's, it's, that's one way to do it is, you know, the, the TV and film sync. So we've been very like um, productive together on that tip. And I'm, I'm super thankful for that. And um, my, my, my homeboys who produced the album kind of helped put that play together. And um, but I'm not like exclusive to any label or, mm. you know, it's, it's definitely still like an independent thing. We just, that's kind of like a one-off, like we did that project with them. Okay. And it was, it was great. Like, I'm glad that we did it because, um, in a way it was kind of like a cheat code. Like I just, mm. you know, they paid us to make that album. Nice. And so it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, I got, and it's going to be jams. So like, I'm just getting free content mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting, you know, whatever. And fuck it, I'm gonna make it jam. And yeah. you know, it's just easier on me because usually I would be spending the $10,000 yeah. or whatever it is to right, get it mixed and mastered time, and all that shit. So I was like, fuck it, man. I just want me yeah. to rap you got, and get you, paid. You got, yeah, put on the make an album. Yep. That's that's huge, man. Yeah. And um, so you've, you've had some songs that have had commercial success, right? And oh, like, yeah. uh, it was like some, uh, let's see some major brand campaigns, video mm. games, uh, yeah. NBA finals your one of your songs was played at or something. Yeah, WrestleMania, fuck WrestleMania, yeah, all kind of shit, man. Yeah, that was that was uh I mean, I've been I've been in this uh this space for since like 20 whenever I put out a live. So whatever year that was, um that was the beginning of it and that one was just getting crazy placements. But uh, before yeah, I even did that I was dipping into that world a little bit just because I had did like this movie soundtrack for this indie film. And that was like me dipping my toes into like figuring out other ways to like monetize the music. And um, yeah, like the, the the film and TV thing like changed the game for me though, you know, just, and I was just blessed to be with relationships and doing good business with people mm-hmm. and um, being able to have, you know, being plugged into these different situations and just having music that sounds interesting. That, mm-hmm. That's gonna stand out, and people are like, "Oh shit, this is cool. This would sound cool as fuck on my TV show or my yeah. or my fucking Volvo commercial or whatever it is." And yeah, you know. So yeah, what was it like getting some of those deals, man? What well, was, the first what, time was crazy, what, man. Yeah, was I was it? I was dead broke. I'm talking like zero dollars in the bank account. I'm like living mm-hmm. with my dad. Like I said, this is like 2000. I don't know, like 11, 12, something like that. But we went to go see the James. What I, The exact year it was, was whenever the James Brown movie came out because we went to go see that shit. And uh, my dad takes me and um, I go into this movie with $0 in my account. And I get a text, like, and I knew I was getting this. It was a Cricket Wireless commercial was the first, like, big one we got. Yeah. And so I go into the movie. I'm chilling, watching the movie. We have a blast. And then we leave and I go to the ATM and I look. And my dollar amount is significantly different. And so I tell my dad, I'm like, yo, like whatever. He was like, and you still let me pay for that motherfucking movie. <laughs> I was like, yo, but it was great. It was, it was dope because um, especially at that time, once again, just every like building confidence. You know, I was at that point I had already had my daughter. 
Mm. And I didn't feel um, I didn't feel like I was doing everything I could as a man, as a dad, insecure, embarrassed. Now mm. I'm not always just, you know, just like whatever. And that was like the beginning of my life kind of changing in a more positive way to where I was like, yo, not only am I living comfortably, but I'm living comfortably on like my own terms. Yeah. And that's like the best, like, you know, when you're doing it your fucking way. Because I've just yeah. been defiant to like the traditional um, set up in nature of like how people live their life doing the safe thing. You should yeah. go to school for this thing that you're going to hate for your whole life. And yeah. because that's the right thing to do and you have kids and you should be responsible. I've always been like, fuck that. Mm. Like, I just I can't imagine being willingly miserable in my life, spending half of my life somewhere because you told me that that was the right decision. Like, I've just never operated that way. And so that that felt really good. And it was like liberating and just like, once again, more my dad in that moment again is just like, damn, he's really doing this for real. Yeah, like, that's awesome. I don't know nobody that has their song playing on TV, not only in America, mm -hmm. Africa, England, like everywhere. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it was it was beautiful, man. And, and some of them aren't that, that was a big one. Some of them, like, yo, we're gonna pay you $200 and some chicken nuggets for this fucking, you know, <laughs> this fucking Gillette commercial or some shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you motherfucker, you know? I was yeah. in that video game, The Crew, and they didn't even give me the game. I was like, you can't even give a nigga the game? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't play that game for like years after yeah. I was even in it. But, you know, yeah. but sometimes it's like big ones. Like, it'll be like, you know? So it's definitely a hustle. I think I encourage artists to try to explore that because there's enough money for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, artists are getting fucked on like the, the streaming tip. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the way to make money is, you know, shows, merch, TV and film syncs, you know, different. There's different ways to monetize your art. You know, you just mm -hmm. have to be ambitious yeah. enough and know yeah. exactly where to plug yourself into those things. But I've been fortunate enough that I have um, really fucking beautiful friends that believe in me. You know, the dudes who produced my last album, like they shouldn't even fuck. I always tell them, I'm like, yo, I'm definitely like your brokest friend. Like, you know, they, they're like Grammy nominated, literally. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like they're like. They're, they're live mind, right? Like minds. Like minds. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they when I first met them, they had out uh, that Keep Your Head Up record for uh, Andy Grammer. They produced that shit. And I was like a big ass record at the time. And mm. I was like, holy shit. And I'm just, and the whole time I'm thinking like, why are they fucking with me? Like, I'm like, yeah, at the time yeah. I'm still like living with my dad and shit. But it was just because they fuck with me. They like they see believe something in you. Yeah, yeah they yeah. believe in me, and we and we actually became like those are like my brothers. Like I love them. Like it's actually like awesome. some family shit. So I'm just fortunate enough that, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to do all the things I've done alone. It was it was definitely the people, the tribe that I've like surrounded myself with, and just doing good business and just having real relationships, not that fake shit, not that whatever. Mm -hmm. Like real ass dudes, real relationships, and I'm proud of that, man. We've done some cool things that like feels good like i feel like my kids are like my daughter's like proud to be like yeah my dad did this like you know yeah she was in a music video with you right she's technically been in two two she, yeah oh, she was, was in she? she was in tomorrow and then she was also in after the rain did i oh she was in after the rain yeah she was on stage like back. when i you know and um, i missed it then yeah in that one imagine in the future all our kids made a group and the yeah. dj was little dona she's she's like performing on stage which was funny she okay. was like so like this is awkward as fuck and everybody <laughs> was like hyping her when she started yeah. getting into it everybody was like oh shit <laughs> yeah. so you know but it's you know i i have actually there's a jenkins somebody from my family in every one of my videos pretty with the exception of the animated one yeah um, but in every single one i either have a cousin my kids, um, somebody's yeah. in there. Like I try to make it a point to like involve like my whole family as as much as I can. You know, if they're there, mm -hmm. like 
um yeah um that tomorrow music video it's you and your daughter like on a road trip yeah that seemed very special like just that's my best video the whole production and the shooting of it was like very intimate about this father with his daughter and yeah you guys are going through the la area yeah and just i don't know that that was a really cool video man like thank you man yeah it was it was just about exactly what i'm saying like you know in a way like i want her to look back on that and just understand what that symbolizes taking going on your journey yeah that's the whole idea of it you know going on your journey and just like you know like we their definition of happiness might not be mine Mm-hmm. because the whole video if you notice like we're in it basically is like we're homeless yeah. you know we're, we're traveling in yeah. this in this car but the idea was that we never seem like we're not happy we're always we're happy with each other and we're happy because we're on our mission yeah and then at the end of it you know i'm looking out at la hollywood and all this and that's supposed to symbolize like this this journey that i'm on and at the time the actual record you know it's it's one of her favorite records it's definitely her mother's favorite record i've ever done because of what Mm -hmm. it represents like i was an awful human being at one point in my life like Mm -hmm. the worst type of human you can be Mm -hmm. um and um that song symbolized um a shift in me being like this is not who i actually am like i'm not a bad person yeah and who are you to tell me that i have to be this bad person for the rest of my life Mm. and you know that was just like a lesson i felt like i could pass on so it was important for her to be a part of that and Mm. for her to like help relay that message and and in a way like she's not even understanding what she she may not she may still not understand that completely but one day she's going to look back on that and be like oh this was all by design like nothing was happening for no reason you know this is like a lesson that my dad was giving me but like turning it into actual like living art yeah you know? man so I, that's what i was thinking when i was watching it i was just like man this is something special that she'll always have you yeah. know and and i don't know man there was just something very unique about that music video that was yeah. real touching you know Thank what i'm you, saying man. like yeah. it was uh there was depth to that music and, and i have to give my boy thomas who uh who directed it i have to give him credit for the actual like vision so when i mm-hmm. came to him there was like this old like youtube video of like this dad like this dad is like it's this guy and it looks like he's just like getting ready for like a date and he's getting all dressed up and he's got his suit on it looks like he's about to go meet some babe yeah. and he's just like whatever and then he like gets in his car and he goes and he shows up to the door and he knocks and when he opens the door it's his daughter comes out like he's taking his daughter on a date yeah. so i sent him that initially and i was like i want something that feels like this i want i want my daughter involved in this video i, I was like so this is kind of like a vibe that i like or whatever mm-hmm. and he was like i like that but i'm also going to change like everything about that like you know mm-hmm. and so he came back with this you know um this blueprint of what eventually became the video and just i just fell in love. i was like this is exactly what i'm trying to say like you know yeah. it's the car like and it was real too like it was almost crazy how and, and by the way uh her mother was also with us too so we all got to share that together okay um it was a beautiful trip man just sunny la and um it was crazy like the car like really like there's a part in the video where the car's like breaking down and smoking no that was real like that car was for real like an old ass piece of shit car but it was perfect yeah and my daughter had never acted had never um been in front of a camera in that way ever and i just was so surprised with how she just she crushed it killed it man like just to be that young and to be that comfortable um yeah Yeah. she that's one of my favorite memories of my life man that was that was was gonna say man yeah being able to just 
look back on it too i was just like man this is this is special for them just them you know what i'm yeah. saying like, oh yeah i think about how man. she's gonna look at it when she's 25 28 yeah. you know just like wow yeah i did that you know like this is a really cool special thing to be able to do with your dad and for you your daughter you know yeah, and, definitely yeah, that's real cool man yeah um so what are the themes and messages that you aim to convey through your music? I just, I don't really like, I don't really necessarily have like this one specific thing I can point to. I'm just like a documentarian really. Like for me, mm -hmm. it's just more like, I always said I wanted to be to rap or to that culture to like what John Mayer is. Like where I think that one of the things I love about him is that he's always talking He's speaking to the everyday person at all times. You're, I don't, I never really see, now I I am like a, there is like a flashy thing about me. Like I would love to be able to like really, yeah. I love to talk shit, you know? So th yeah. there is an element of that, but for the most part, I really want to be saying something at all times that's connecting to like everyday people. Mm -hmm. And I think that like when I look at him, um, that's, that's something I, I don't feel like I ever feel like he lost. Like even now to this day, he's uber rich. He's fucking John Mayer, but he's still speaking Relatable. to me, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, uh, you know, when he has that song where he's talking about like, I, I, I still keep your shampoo in my shower. Like, it's like real shit. That's like, yeah. you know, he's talking about this girl and like, yo, I'm still like holding on to that. Like, that's like a real thing. It's not like some fucking all the bitches and you know, I got, you know, it's it's just something, you know, special about that and so I've, I've just always wanted to maintain that for my own output just talking about real shit but also too like sometimes it's mindless i rap about girls and mm -hmm. mindlessly or whatever you know and that's fine too i love that there's a time and place for everything but i think for me it's just like a document i have to go through things and so i'm it's always talking about real life my real yeah real experiences life, i mean from what i listen to as well though there's like a lot of uh affirmations and like mm -hmm. just positivity like trying to uplift people up, have uplifting messages you know which is you know super refreshing to yeah hear and see you know like having this positive talk through your music and you know talking about overcoming things and hardships yeah and choosing to you know like in that song tomorrow i forget how the like kind of that hook goes in it, but you're basically saying, you know, to choose to have positivity, you know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what you go through. Yesterday was yesterday. Yeah, you yesterday know? was yesterday. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, that's heavy, you yeah. know, for me. And that's, I think that I always wanted to come back to that. Like I always wanted to come back to a positive thing. Like I always, that's what I want the end goal to be. But it also is very important for me to tell both sides of the story. And that's something I learned from like Jay-Z where Jay-Z's like, you know, yeah, I'm rapping about selling coke in this, I'm, I'm giving you this mafioso shit and it's like whatever. But I also have to give you songs like Regrets where I'm telling you the other side of it where it's like, you know, painting the full picture. So like make it look good. Like I have these songs where it's affirmations. And a lot of that was me trying to talk to myself to yeah. be like, yo, you're him, you know, cause my life, was I was going through things. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it, like like me, you know, I'm having sex with myself. I got me pregnant as hell. Like that's me, like, that's you being in the mirror. Like, you're great. You're yeah. awesome. You yeah. look, you're fucking fire. All the girls want your balls. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's that moment yeah. where it's like you're like giving yourself yeah. that affirmation. But um, 
But also, too, I'm talking about my uncle who's locked up, you know, doing, you know, fed time, like real time, mm-hmm. you know, and like all these things and like how it's like that moment is the moment that I'm actually going through and all these other things are like how you get through that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's always, you know, like the Beatles always say like, the, you know, the theme of their thing is just love. It's always love. It always comes back to love. So I know, you know, I just want to, I want to be positive. I want to be, uh, I just, you know, everybody's just trying to like live as, uh, I don't know, I don't know if comfortably is the word, but everybody, I think that's what everybody wants. Like everybody just wants to be like unbothered and just like living comfortably. And so that's, that is my goal too. But you kind of have the layers to it, just like the music, like sonically, there's layers to it. There's layers to like what I talk about and how I talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not always the most positive. I, I'm, I'm only saying that because I don't want people to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. I thought he was supposed to be the positive dude and he just said yeah, all this yeah. wild shit. Like sometimes it's going to be yeah. fucked up, but it'll always come back to that because I, as a person, I am not a bad person. I'm yeah. not, I, I'll never let anybody tell me that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it's always going to come back to that because it's who I am. But sometimes, but I'm also human. And that's also important for me to like, make people feel like they're listening to an actual human being that has the same, yeah. you know, I also hate people that are just fake positive all the time. Yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? I like, yo, you can't that, be man. just happy all the fucking time. Like sometimes no. you want to slap the shit out of somebody, yeah. like keep it real, Yeah, you know? And so yeah. it's important to be real about that too. Yeah, man. I can't, I can't stand people that try to act like they're positive all the time. And, and, and mm-hmm. especially when you can see like they're not really happy yeah. and they're just trying to act like they are like, Bro, mm-hmm. like you don't need to do all that. Yeah, it's okay. It nothing's like I think that a lot of people think, and how's our society's formed is like something's wrong with you if you don't feel good about yourself. Like, right? You know, like if you're not if you're not feeling good in a day, like oh, something's wrong with you. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And nothing's wrong with you. It's just human experience, yo. Like. Right. We're trying to deny the human experience a lot, I feel. And, like, you know, ultimately something that I've been trying to learn is just, like, being okay with some of my faults. Like, when I lose it, because, yeah, my intention is to be a good person and bring good energy and all that. That's what I want to do. Yep. Do I do that? No. Yeah. yeah. Like, all, like I'm, I'm a very standoffish dude, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and... um. If I get one sense of a bad vibe from somebody, like my vibe towards you is not gonna be good. Right. You know what Same. I mean? And, and it's just like, yeah, it's just how I'm wired. Yeah. And I try to bring positivity, I try to bring love. But as soon as I feel any kind of threat or anything, like I'm going into a whole other mode. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, I don't apologize for that. Right. Most of the time, you know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes I, I'm like, yeah, I was probably in the wrong there. But like, yeah, yeah. And I, I have no problem with taking accountability for my mistakes. I think that ultimately is all that truly matters is like, yeah, like, hey, you know, my intentions are good. Sometimes I'll do bad. But you can take accountability for it. As long as you can take accountability, I think that's the most biggest essence of being a, a good human. It's like you can take accountability for where you're wrong. You don't deny what you do that's wrong. You right. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people do all sorts of wrong, but they don't know everyone admit it. Exactly. They want to put it on everybody else. It's not yeah. their fault that they did that. Mm-hmm. It's it's this other person's fault. It's the world's fault. Yeah. Whatever. Like there's no 
accountability. You know what I mean? I only rock with people that can have accountability in life. You know what I mean? Because we all going to make mistakes and we all going to at some point probably do something wrong to each other. You know what I mean? In one way or another, big or small. You know what I'm saying? It's just about like real ones and brothers. It's like, yo, like that's my bad, bro. Like for real. You know, there's certain there's obviously certain thresholds once crossed, there's no coming back from. That's just is what it is. But there's also minuscule things within business and friendships and family and stuff like where it's just like, yo, like, man, I was just in a zone in my own way. Like I was just, you know, whatever, like my bad, yo. Yeah. You know, I love you. You know what I mean? I have those moments all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I've gotten really good at that. (laughs) Yeah. And there's not sometimes it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a, a lyric because I got it from the Position Music website, but, you know, they were um, we were talking about, like, your messages and stuff and then, um, you know, like, your themes, messages, whatever, right? So um, this quote was, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are great. Mm-hmm. You got to believe it first to make it real, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, it's funny, actually... Um, I think I've been scared to look at myself in the mirror for a while, bro. Like, I really kind of, like, came to this um, understanding, like, just, like, two days ago. I finally had this talk with myself in the mirror, man. You know what I, I mean? That. I got myself, I love that. like, bro, where the fuck you been? Like, you mm-hmm. need to step up. Like, yeah. hyped myself up in the mirror. You know what I mean? And And I used to do that all the time when I was way more confident mm-hmm. in where I was going, what I was doing. And then somewhere along the line, I just got so beaten down, like, I didn't even want to face myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm trying to go out and face business and face life and face all these different things, but I can't even face myself in the mirror. Yeah. Like, how, how are you going to really be able to take those things on in life if ultimately you really don't want to have that conversation with yourself in the mirror? Because, like, I don't know what it is about the mirror. There's all sorts of mystical things about a mirror, right? Like, yes. And there's there's a lot of reason for that. Yeah. And, and and being able to see your image, it's a weird thing. Yes. You know what I mean? But, like, there's something that can happen in the mirror when you a, a have that conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you just tap in with your, your higher spirit or whatever it is, like, and, and you can, you know, cultivate a confidence with yourself when you face yourself in the mirror and have that real conversation and talk about the shit you've been trying to avoid. 100%. That you don't like about yourself. Sometimes it's the hardest thing, but it's, it's hard. It's, but it, but it is yeah. an exercise. Yeah, and um, it, it is necessary. I think everybody should as, that. I encourage everybody to have that moment where they look at themselves truly, objectively, mm-hmm. like truly. Like you have to be like so honest that you might think you yourself is a piece of shit. Like you <laughs> yeah. have to be. You have to be brave enough For to sure. get there. Yeah, and I've been there a million times where it's like, yo, man, I kind of, yikes, you know, like you know, it's, I've I've had those moments a, a million times, but um, but I've always come out of it better though every single yeah. time, Hell um, yeah. and so yeah, and 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 yeah. it is that like I think I think uh, I'm not the most like religious person. I believe in God. I just don't know like what that means to I me. Define it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, I what what was the you know, it's it's like it's written in the Bible and things like that, where it's like, yo, the um, the power of the tongue mm-hmm. and the power of like manifestation and things like that. So like that statement is more like, in the how how do I expect word. you to like believe that I'm him like that if I don't yeah. even truly believe that? That's real, man. You, you 
there's no way people will follow you or whatever if you can't have that ultimate confidence in what you're doing. And and that's where I know I have to you, I'm I'm getting there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like Brennan sponsors this podcast. He wouldn't do that if he didn't believe in me. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. Wouldn't give me this platform if he didn't believe in me. So and there's other things that have transpired where like it's easy to forget like the people that do believe in you and do support you, or maybe you just don't know. Like sometimes you just don't know that there's people out there supporting you or like for me listening to this podcast, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I'll run into people that I would never think would be listening to my podcast. Like just because I just wouldn't think they would be, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like we don't talk like that. I don't see those people like that. Like, I don't even know they know what I'm doing still. You know what I mean? And like, I'll run into people and they're like, bro, your podcast, I love it. And I'm like, damn, yeah. that's crazy. Like, I just, sometimes I just don't know where my, how far my impact is reaching, yeah. you know? And like, um, that's ultimately like what a lot of brothers have been encouraging in me because I think I've, I've been real low in a lot of ways lately of like trying to find my voice, trying to find my purpose. And like, my homie uh last friday he was like dude like yeah maybe you're not making all the crazy money yet maybe you're not but look at what you are doing yeah you have to, you have to take like times to what, recognize the, yeah. the, the the great things you're doing the way yeah. he said what you are doing shift the way he said it shifted my perspective of like what i do with this podcast yeah like this is a form of action that I take, that I've decided to do to highlight people's stories mm-hmm. and, you know, give people that I think have amazing personalities, amazing stories, or doing amazing things a place to talk about. And, like, I'm not the only one doing it, but I'm doing it my way. I'm unique in the way that I host, and everybody else is unique the way they do it, you know? So it's like him telling me that was just like that was kind of an epiphany for me that like dude i am doing something you know what i mean like i'm not just being passive you know what i'm saying and so like um anyway i guess my point is just that you gotta like you gotta find that self in yourself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it it can be so deep and buried sometimes it's hard to uncover it but ultimately if you just never give up it's gonna resurface and i kind of just like finally feel like i'm reaching that place man you know and so that that just you saying uh me reading that quote about you know look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are great that is literally something i was going through two days ago like finally just pulled up to the mirror and was just like all right motherfucker i love we that. gotta we gotta yeah. we gotta tap in bro we yeah. gotta we gotta believe that you're sexy you're great all these things that you deserve <laughs> everything you said you always wanted to get like you still deserve those things it's not too late i love that you know what i mean and so yeah. just wanted to talk to you about that and, i love that man yeah. I, I encourage everybody to have that moment i yeah. hope this inspires someone to have that moment themselves yeah. everybody go to the mirror yeah go to the <laughs> fucking mirror yo stop being a shithead stop being scary you know like just just face yourself man it's yeah. it is scary sometimes yeah it's been scary for me oh yeah i hate certain versions of myself mm, me too. truly yeah i do too so it's fine and look it's fine a lot of, a lot of y'all watching this think i'm dope yeah and guess what like it's fine yeah you know so 
it's you know you're not defined by anything you know what i'm saying like i guess you're more of a piece of shit if you continue wanting to be a piece of shit yeah you know make no effort yeah yeah man and you know ultimately i think we are our own worst critics we've you've hear that so much but you know i think more often than not people do probably see more the good in us than they see the bad you know what i mean like yeah there's some people that might be haters or whatever but like most people that i cross paths with like what they see in me is what i want to see in myself a lot of times you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and like why is it that they see it in me but i can't see it in myself yeah i can't feel it within myself you know i get all these accolades from people but i'm like i don't feel it man and Mm -hmm. and and that's just because of my own self-doubt you know what i mean and it's because i'm not you know whatever right and it's like so for me it was just about like bro like why do you doubt yourself when everybody that i know at least that's sharing with me you know uh like bro like we we look up to you Mm -hmm. i I love what you speak about all these things like dog it's time for you to step up and have faith bro in yourself and who you are and reclaim your power you know what i'm saying yep and um i got i talked about this other day on a post and then i'm releasing a side note um with the podcast too but It'll probably be out before this comes out, but it's a side note that I'm putting out based upon a quote that was like, don't go into the woods if you can't face the wolves. And, uh, you know, to me, like how I tied it in as an analogy of what that quote meant to me is like when we pave our own paths, because me and you are definitely taking untraditional paths, like we're hacking our way into the woods, making our own path, going through whatever we come across up in that jungle, Mm -hmm. up in those woods you know, and um, how I put it was like, you know, there's been wolves on my trail the whole time. And those wolves can represent doubt, fear. They can represent all these negative things, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they're always nipping at you. They're always trying to attack you. Thing is, is that you got to remember you're a fucking wolf too. Like you're a wolf, Right. Let them know you the alpha wolf 100%. and you the alpha of your life. You know what I mean? And, and that's a constant battle we have to face every day. Some days are easier than others. And it's based upon like your um, disciplines and, and, and things that you do in your life that can make you either stronger or weaker. But if you choose every day to feed that strong wolf, make the right decisions, yeah, those other wolves are going to be held at bay. And then they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to have the power or even the balls to even step to an alpha because they know their place exactly but if if the alpha is showing any type of weakness those wolves are going to come in right and they're going to try to get power yeah so yeah. it's kind of yeah. yeah it's all of yeah you just gotta you set you set the tone I, yeah. I, I i've been preaching that to my daughter you know since she can comprehend words you know awesome, you man. set the tone like yeah. you know you don't ever let these motherfuckers tell you what's cool you tell them what's cool that's you, amazing you know what i'm saying you go and you go into the room it's yours <laughs> and that's time. so important to yeah. teach a young kid bro like i didn't have any of that you know what i mean and yeah. so um you know if i have children man that's definitely my intention from the time even before they can speak and i'm sure you're doing the same thing just yeah. speaking affirmations into them you're yeah. great you yeah, can do yeah. anything in life the time yeah. they come up out that even before they get out the womb i'll probably be just laying <laughs> on the stump 
Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. this kid going to be a G. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can be a yeah. go-getter. Yeah, no, we we are like, we are aiming to be great in yep. this house. You know yep. what I'm saying? And whatever that means, what's great for you. Yeah, exactly. What do you, you, what makes you feel things? Mm-hmm. Just like, giving them the support and the encouragement to realize their own greatness, whatever that is. Like, yep. not pigeonholing into what I want them to be, but just, mm-hmm. you know, just giving them that that understanding, that critical thinking, you know, yeah, like, my, hey. Yeah, my daughter right now is like saying that she wants to get into like the, the beauty world. So like, you know, the nails and hair and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she made a comment about like, cause she has a homegirl, like her best friend lives in Arizona. And um, she also wants to get into that world. So they were like, she was like, what would our, what would our like business be called? And I was like, that's like one of my favorite things you've ever said to me. The fact that you're thinking like that, like I'm gonna, I'm not just doing this. I want to have my own. Yeah. And I want to whatever. And I was like, yo, like at 14 years old, if you keep thinking like that, like this, this the sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly mm-hmm. how I want you to be looking at things. Like, mm-hmm. where, where's the furthest that you can take this? And don't think that you can't. Think that you can absolutely attain that. Yeah. And you know, that's just how we always, you know, we operate. Because I've just made a made a life out of doing shit in spite of people yeah and yeah. i like that shit be, me too I'd be, man i'd be i'd be at home like yeah, yeah motherfucker yeah i did that you just gotta eat that yeah and that's something that i forget too you know about myself like on some of those days like bro i'm like bro what look at what you've done bro look at like what you've created like mm-hmm. you don't report to nobody homie yeah and what you feeling what you feeling about because money's not always as good as I want it to be, yeah. like I still drive a nice car. I still live in a home, you right. know, on the South Hill. Like I still, yeah, like you know, which it, for any non-Spokane people, that's you no know, South Hill is like, it's like South Hill and like Mead. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I love fucking South Hill. Man. I mean, I'm 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 not like South Hill, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like like up in the bro, like the you have a pristine, home, you have a home, but I'm a, bro. I'm up past. 17th you know what i mean that's, i think once you pass 17th you go on see they don't know trajectory. if they're not from out here they don't know but that's like you ain't doing bad for yourself at all <laughs> yeah man. not no, at all i'm in a good decent neighborhood of the yeah. south hill you know what i mean yeah. by no means am i on rockwood boulevard yet <laughs> but i'm gonna be having a place out there man off rockwood for sure yeah I, I drive that road to get to my house often where, where, where like what is that that's like yeah take rockwood boulevard so like just go off division and then like take that left um once you pass the freeway mm-hmm. and you take that kind of that road along the freeway i don't know then which road that is it could be fourth could be Fourth Ave, maybe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's like where I get um, my haircut and shit, low key. So you kind of head towards like Perry District, mm-hmm. but uh, you come to this stop sign and it goes up Rockwood, like kind of in between, like on the left side of the hospitals. But you take that road up, man, all the way to Southwest Boulevard. But Rockwood just has like just some of the most beautiful homes on it, bro. Like, just, please bring this clip back. Yeah. When you get that shit, and yeah. it's like, yo, I spoke that shit into existence, yeah. and you know, I'm still gonna have a cabin too. Yeah, first thing is I gotta have a house out outside yeah. of the city. Yeah, once I move off to South Hill, I don't know, man, who knows? But like, Rockwood's sick, man. It's just beautiful, and it's real right near downtown. You know, yeah, it's, which so, is perfect for yeah. out here. It's kind of just central to everything. It's just a beautiful drive up there, man. It's inspiring. I just mm-hmm. drive for inspiration, you know. Yeah. Um. 
Let's see. Uh, man, what's like? What's the most significant experience you've had in your music career? Like, what's the one that? Do you have one that's just like, man, that that was it? Tomorrow with your daughter, or that was one of them. That was that was like the most like special thing that I've done. I think like when I think about just what that meant to me, just that song. Mm -hmm. what that song means to me, what that song means to my family mm -hmm. um, because of like my journey and what that song means to me as a person um, and what it represents, like that's definitely up there. But I would say like artistically um, doing that soundtrack and meeting uh, Chris and Jesse who, who are now like minds, um, but also Nick, shout out my man, Nick, Steve, BJ, everybody that was involved in that project. That was a definite turning point for me. That was like, I had put out projects before that, but that was like, I consider that my first project. This that was, was when a I first, soundtrack for an indie yeah, it was, film? Yeah, it was an indie film called Funeral Kings and the mixtapes called Funeral Kings. And, um, you know, uh, it was those guys' first film. They ended up doing a lot of crazy things. Um, still to this day, like they, that, that was like their first thing. So it's like special to everyone in that way. Like, you know, mm. everybody, most people involved were from Massachusetts. So it's like all based kind of in that area. Mm. And um, I was like just young and not really ready for that. Or I thought at least, I learned that I was, but um, looking back, I'm like, damn, like for them to have taken that chance on me to be like, yo, we want you to do the whole soundtrack to our shit. It's like, damn. That's, that's a crazy decision, y'all. I'm glad you did because yeah, it ended yeah. up being beautiful. But that was getting in the studio with those guys was the first time I felt like um, I was like a real artist. Like I was like, oh, like I'm finding who I am. Because before that, like you, I listened to a lot. And even on that record, like I still hear like you can hear the Kanye influence. You can hear yeah. the Jay-Z influence on, on certain things, mm -hmm. but it still is very jinx. Like it's mm -hmm. very much like laying the blueprint for what was gonna whatever and very eclectic like sonically. And um, so I think that that probably is the most important stop that I've made because that was, that was what set up what jinx actually becomes. That was me yeah. understanding like myself as a brand, mm -hmm. which, you know, whatever, for, for lack right. of better words. Like, right, you know, right. like that was me understanding who I am as an artist and um, what the vibration is when you think of Jinx. And then it just from there, it was like, you know, so the blueprint is right there. Like everything is, you know, there was a little bit of everything on that. And so everything is able to make sense. I can do whatever I want because of that record, because it's so eclectic. I was like, there's no rules at this point for me. And that's the, that's the superpower. Dang. You know, so yeah, so that's the that I would say that is the most important um, because before that it was just like regular, like he was mixtape era. I'm just rapping over other people's beats and you know just putting out these freestyles, trying to come up with the hardest bars, and talking about partying and weed with the shit that I was into at the time. Right. But um, but that was like a real like I'm like no, these guys are for real and they fuck with me and they believe in me, so I got to show up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're mm -hmm. trusting me to do this entire soundtrack. Like I have to. I have to impress these guys, mm. but also I have to deliver something that's like, you know, it was important that I was like, if more people are probably gonna hear this than would hear something that I just did by myself. So I gotta make sure this shit jams, and it did. And still to this day, we all like talk about it. It's actually the anniversary. I wanna, I wanna get that back on Spotify because I feel like that's like a part of my journey that a lot of people don't know. Mm. Newberry says that all the time. He's like, man, you've done so much shit. Cause I'm not the, t I'm not thirsty like online. So I'm not like, 
every little thing, you know, there's a lot of things that I've done that people just have no idea. Mm. And he was like, but it's important that people do know, especially things like that, because that's like a whole project, you know, and it's like, it's important to the story. So I want to get that back up. And my homies want to get that up as well. So it's definitely something, it's the anniversary coming up in March. I feel like there's some cool things we can maybe do with that, like, because it's like a film attached to it. It's like, oh, there's some like creative ways we can like reintroduce that locally here or just in general. Like, huh, you know, nobody has like a movie attached to their thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like interesting what we can do. Nice. But that's it. Yeah, I would say Funeral Kings, man. Hell yeah, man. Love it. Um, what's, uh, you know, what challenges do you feel like you're, you face in your musical career and how do you like, how are you overcoming them? Like, what are some that you maybe are currently facing? Hmm. Man, that's loaded. <laughs> yeah. Every, wherever you want to take it. Yeah. Man. Everything, man. Um, I think like my music and my life are just so whatever so like if i'm going through regular life shit that's affecting the music in a in a weird way mm. so um i don't know i just always the way i overcome it is just to have the confidence that and the knowledge to know that i've always overcome it yeah i've literally every single situation i've ever been in i've come out iller i've like i've become like a poster child for like resilience and like you know my kids know it their mother knows it you know it's like one of those things where I just have the confidence that I just, like, literally nothing can fuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it's real fucked up and I feel like everything can fuck with me, mm-hmm. I, in the back of my mind, I always know it can't fuck with me. Like, yeah. you know, and so I think that that's, you know, that's a big part of, like, my identity and why people fuck with me, too, because they like that feeling of mm-hmm. being, like, you know, it is rough out here. But, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's tough to, like, point out anything specific, but... You know, it all it all happens at the same time. And in, in life, if it's happening in life, it's happening in music a lot of the time. And then, of course, you go through the normal things like social fucking media being stupid and yeah. just, you know, killing your confidence and being like this weird thing to navigate. It's absolutely necessary at this point to some degree to be yeah. any type of successful. Um, yeah, that's a big struggle for me, I would yeah. say. OK, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like social media at yeah. all, man. Mm-hmm. I it's, really it's wish. Tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it um, yeah, it's just as negative as it is positive. There's a lot of positives about it as well. But um, and and honestly, if I was, you know, 15 year old me would have been like, fuck yeah, yeah, like man, like yeah, 15 with an Instagram and just being yeah. able to do whatever at school, like I'd be killing. I feel like I really truly believe it'd be a whole different, different. story if I was yeah. like some kid out here. So, um, but uh, I don't know. You know, that's that's definitely a struggle. It's more so like just being that middle child. So there's always that part of me that's like mi- middle child as far as like generational. Mm-hmm. There's always that part of me that's just like, man, fuck this social media shit. But I also love it. And mm-hmm. I'm also kind of low key addicted to it at the mm-hmm. same time. That's so, why I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I hate it. I don't like what it does man, mm-hmm. to my mind. And, you know, uh, I try to use it for good. But, you know, there's just a lot with that, man. Mm-hmm. And knowing it's designed to keep your attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? They spent billions of dollars to keep you on that it's toxic, app. It's a toxic girlfriend. Bro. It yes. It's, it's so attractive. Toxic. It's attractive. It's so it's so beneficial. Yeah. You get so much good out of yeah. it, but it's also like, this bitch is just bringing me down. Yeah. This bitch is crazy. Ultimately, it just like <laughs> takes a lot of discipline to use it 
without it being majorly detrimental to your mental health, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's basically get on it, do what you need to do, and get the hell off of it. Yeah, that's what <laughs> like, I've been trying to do. Don't yeah. be scrolling. Very. Don't be, when yeah. you, I don't even know how you get through searching something without getting distracted, but, yeah. you know, like, I, I'll get on, oh, I need to look up this, homie. And then I'm looking at snowboard films or like clips, yeah. whatever. It's no, like, Damn, yeah, you're going bro, down what that was I even go, well, You know, like I don't. Mm-hmm. They do that on purpose, man. You can't go on there to find specifically what you want because you're gonna get hit with all that that feed. Yeah, that's gonna be like attractive to you, mm-hmm. whatever that is, based on your interests. Yeah. Um. Well, it, we'll close it up, man. Uh, we, we've been almost two hours. I'm, I've been trying to cut them to like. An hour and a half, but with yeah. you, I knew we were gonna go yeah, to the two yeah. hours. So, yeah. um, so what are your um, what are your plans, goals for the future in terms of your music and career? I'm currently like in the back cave, man. I've been like I said, I was rapping for my daughter for literally like thirty minutes the other night, just showing her like a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh shit!" Like he's like he's out here, like he's really like you know on the low. So, um. So you're cooking some things up, definitely for a yeah. new project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was like, um, I was taking like, so in the last like year, you know, my Make It Look Good came out in May of last year, and since then, um, I've had like at least like at least three other ideas that I thought were gonna be like projects, and every single time I like questioned it and was like, there's something about this that I'm just not all the way in love with. And that's why I'm not in love with this. Like, yeah. you know, I can't like if there's if I'm questioning it in any type of way, I'm not fucking with it. Mm-hmm. So then I started to figure out, you know, some of those things that were attached to those projects will still live and go on to future things and be future releases. But um, I just landed within like the last like two months um, along with with Newberry um, a couple other people that I've, that I've let kind of close enough to it, um, we've like landed on a complete idea. I'll just say that, like a complete idea that I'm absolutely in love with. And um, so that going forward, that's that's on my mind, like a like an actual proper full length thing. And um, something that's completely different than make it look good. You know, it's like it's time to just when you think you know me. Yeah. You know, think again. So, yeah, so I definitely have been uh, plotting on the low, but there's definitely going to be um, music released here in the near future. And, um, yeah, that's it. Sweet. Just, yeah, so like, we got something coming. Yeah, we got yeah, something yeah, cooking. For sure. All right. And, um, man, what do you love most about Spokane? That my kids are here. That's what I, yeah. 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 That's what keeps you here, I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured, I'd be, man. I, yeah. I, y'all all love. Yeah. Don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for my kids. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's my yeah. kids, man. And, yeah. um, yeah. That's that. That's, that's what I figure, you know. And, um, I wanted to ask that question more during the interview. Like, you know, are you only in Spokane for your kids? And that's solid, bro. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. sacrificing probably some of what your dream is for being around your kids instead. Definitely. But yeah. that's why I want them to be involved because yeah. I want them to, you know. But you're still we're, figuring we're it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like you gave up on your dream. You're doing and mm-hmm. cooking it up. Yeah. And it's with, about having yeah. that confidence that I'm yeah. ill enough to make this look cool. Yeah. Make it look good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep, so for sure. So it's like, you know, like I think that's important to touch on, man. Mm-hmm. Your your aspect and your viewpoint on being a father. 
while also pursuing your dreams and also like yeah it's not ideal to yeah. do this from spokane when you have the certain contacts that you do yeah. you know what i mean it's probably a little bit hard Definitely. to do that from here but you, here. you made the decision like i'm not gonna abandon my kids mm-hmm. i'm gonna do what's right and i'm gonna figure it out mm-hmm. and that's that's you know i respect that bro yeah that's, that's uh needs to be acknowledged Thank you, man. So, yeah, those are my those are my best those are my best friends, man. And, yeah, you know, um, yeah. There was no chance. There was no chance I was gonna be anywhere else. You know. Yeah. You know, we it's it's tough, man. But ultimately, like I I what outside of you know music is obviously what it is. But I just I've had situations and moments where I've had to be away from them for periods of time, mm-hmm. and I'm miserable. Yeah. Not I am not great on the mental tip. Mm. So it's just like I need them, mm. you know, and they need me. So mm. yeah, it's just it just has to be what it is. Yeah. You know. So sometimes I just gotta deal with Yeah. Spokane. Deal with these jabronis sometimes out here. But it, <laughs> but then there's a lot of beautiful things about Spokane. I do love Spokane. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, sometimes it's tricky. But yeah, your kids, man, they're your anchor here. So mm-hmm. got you, man. Uh, you got any shout outs? Nah, man. Shout out to you, man. Yeah. Shout out like honestly, I was really like we we had that moment at uh, at Allen's thing. We were sitting there like, yo, I fuck with you, man. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, I, I just knew that if anything else, I was like, yo, we should just document our conversation because I just always love talking. Our, our actual conversations are like this. So yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I appreciate you having me, man. Lacing me. I'm so excited to got some more shit to yeah. throw on. And, you know, um, yeah, I appreciate you, man. And what you are, uh, what you do for the city. What you bring to the table, and, and we've we've actually like worked together, you know, along mm-hmm. with Brennan and Zach yeah. and Mike and Jazz, and um, you know, I just appreciate what you do because you make Spokane look good as well. Like, you know, you're you're setting the tone, man. I don't really see anybody operating on your level, you know, and that should definitely be acknowledged, man. So, yeah. Thank you, brother. I yeah, appreciate you having man. me on here, man. A lot. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna close it up. Hell yeah. Like that, because that was beautiful ending. Yeah. This was uh, City Chapters podcast. That chapters was with Jinx Universe. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Bobby J. We'll see you next time. Fuck yeah, man. That was great. <laughs>